Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm your host, Luke Velasca, and I'm joined by a brand new guest as well as employee of Freight Waves, Jim. Jim, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm awesome, Luke. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely, Jim. Hey, you're calling in from where? Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, yeah, Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, listen, listen, same thing, okay? In Arizona, you have one place. It's Phoenix, and then there's everywhere else, okay? So you can identify as the Phoenix crew or the everywhere else crew. Which one is it? Uh, Phoenix crew. Let's Phoenix go Phoenix. Crew. Okay, Phoenix uh, crew. We got the Cardinals in the playoffs. So there you go. Get there it you up. go. Are you a Cardinals fan? Is that is that is that who you root for? Well, when I moved here, I inherited my team. So yeah, okay. go Cardinals. Awesome. Well, Jim, we're glad to have you here today. We, we've got we've got some good things to talk about today. Is, we, we've been heating up a lot as we have uh, entered the the you know 2022. It's still kind of like I'm trying to like wait. Hold on, we were just in 2020, and now we're already on 2022. I've skipped over 2021, yes, intentionally. But um, here we are, and it's it's a it's a quick year. I've been talking to a lot of different shippers and carriers and brokers. They've all been saying the year hasn't really slowed down. Sometimes we see a January slump so far. They haven't experienced it, and the data doesn't really look like we're seeing that either. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when or if that does hit. But um, Jim, tell everybody for for our viewers here. I know you're um, you've, you're on the Sonar team, but but give folks your 30 second background in the industry. Yeah. So I've been in the freight industry for better part of like 15 years now, uh, focused on working at brokers here for the first 15 years, CH and Echo, but uh, finally found my way into freight waves. So just very happy to be part of the team over here to uh, sell a better solution to help everybody out. Absolutely. hundred percent. And uh, what, what ultimately um, drew you to freight waves? Just uh, mostly the technology. And the idea of giving, helping out the community, um, if that's shippers, brokers, carriers, with my background, being able to talk about historical trends and helping out forecasting for the future um, really drew me, uh, drew my interest over here. That's awesome. Well, we're glad you're here. And I'm glad, I'm glad to have you on the show with Sonar. I'm trying to introduce the world here to all of our great Sonar uh, sales uh, people. So hopefully those who are watching will get to see some uh, some more faces. We had Craig on your co our coworker last week. Now we've got you. So, you know, you're in that you're in that first bunch here. You know, getting out here and and, and talking to folks. But, um, Jim, uh, I think I think it's nice to have the perspective of somebody else. A lot of our listeners they listen to me, the bozo who always you know talks about pretends like he knows what's going on in the freight world. Really, I just read the charts. I just tell people what I see. I'm not really a speculator. But that is something that we have to do when we're we're showing people. Uh, um, you know, sonar, and we're demoing it to, to potential clients. Um, a lot of times, we're we're we're, we're almost at the forefront of, of. You can see what's happening from like a bird's eye view. It's it's command center, if you will. Um, you know what what have you noticed? You know, with sonar, with being able to see it, sell it to customers, talk to customers through it. What have what have you been able to? How have you been able to leverage sonar? when communicating with changes to the freight market to uh, to customers? Yeah, great question. So I entered the market 15 years ago and when we were still faxing out tenders and everything. So the technology that has taken place over the last 15 years has been what's a, very what's a fax? significant. I don't, I don't know what that is. What is that? Pardon? What's a fax? Oh, a fax I, I don't machine? know what that is. Oh, uh, it's like a, <laughs> you know, modern day text message. Modern day text um, message. Okay, cool. So, so we were sending out faxes when I first started in the industry, and now it's everything's automated. And uh, 
this is what we're helping out here is automate those um, parts of forecasting and benchmarking to help out the smaller guys to midsize uh, players out there with a big technology boost and, and just grow the networks of those large players. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and, and I'm excited about that. You know, really the name of the game is transparency. I think this industry is really being shaken up in that regard. And, and I think everybody has the benefit, has the ability to benefit from it. Um, and, and I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, something that um, we've been keeping an eye on is, is, is typically after um, uh, the, the new year hits, we, you know, we see a little bit of dip in, in tender volumes. And, and that's one of the biggest indicators I look at for the health of the freight market is where is volume? What demand do shippers need moved and how easy are they getting it moved? Um, and one of my favorite charts to look at is the comparison between tender volumes and tender rejections. For those watching, you should be fairly familiar with this. Let's go ahead and throw it up on the screen here for our viewers uh, to take a look at. Uh, Jim, you know, we've got blue line here is the tender volume. Uh, if you're new, tender volume is effectively, you know, volume or loads or demand that shippers need moved on a daily basis. So blue line is simply demand uh, at, as of this morning at 6 a.m. Uh, uh, orange line there is tender rejections, sitting at just a shy of 21% there on the left axis is the uh, orange line. Um, again, another way to think of that is the higher that orange line, the less capacity shippers have to work with. The lower it is, the more capacity they have to work with. So, um, Jim, walk us through this. What, you know, this is the last three months, but... Um, looks like we're seeing some interesting things go from December going into this new year with that with that blue and uh, orange line there. What do you make of that? Yeah. So as you can tell, volumes have remained up, but uh, they're starting to kind of catch back up to previous years, in my opinion. And then the rejections over those holiday slumps, you always see rejections elevate. And that's just because uh, there's just less people on the road and there's the demand still there to move freight. But as we enter this year, it's still a crystal ball to see what type of year we're going to have here. But I'm feeling it's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit looser and a little bit easier than uh, the past two years. But yeah. it's still anybody's guess. And uh, to stay in the know, that's what we do over here. We help you yeah. stay in the know in which markets are going to be most impacted. Something, I, something I've been telling folks, right? And I think you're absolutely right. None of us have a crystal ball. We, we don't, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen. There are certain indicators we can look at. I'm a big believer in looking at imports to understand future demand, right? When imports go up, there's, there's usually a very strong correlation a few weeks later that truckload volumes go up um, and vice versa. So I look at those. I look at tender rejections to see where, where, um, where supply is. Um, again, those are signals. They, they, ne they never tell us the whole truth, but they're, they're signals. Something that I, that I do think, um, and, and I'm glad you said that, it might be a little bit softer this year. At the end of the day, we don't know, but there's there's a couple signals that I think will point to that. Um, again, not necessarily significant. I think when, when when people hear the term soft, especially on the broker carriers, so they get a little nervous. They're like, well, no way. We're having a good year. We're going to continue to have a good year. Just because it might get a little bit softer doesn't mean you're going to have a bad year. In fact, it, it might just go from being this tight to like this tight. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, a lot less stress on the uh, the teams who play in right. the, the game every day. Right, exactly. And and one reason I think for that, you know, if we were looking, let's uh, let's throw that chart back up here ju in just a moment. Okay, there it is. So look at this chart here. The blue line is volume, right? So that's what shippers need moved. That's what they're tendering out to their carriers and brokers every day, all right? Orange line is rejections. So how often those loads are getting declined. Um and you'll notice while tender volume has shot back up after the new year lull, right back where it was, and tender rejections are starting to come down after the holiday, right? So in other words, 
carriers are actually, and, and brokers are starting to accept more loads. And I, I think an element of that is contracted rates have, be, have been renegotiated at potentially higher rates. And that's giving mm -hmm. folks the ability to, to want to move their contract at tenders more often and actually move away from the spot market. And that has the potential to, I think, soften the spot market because now the contracted market has become more attractive. So if you're, if you're somebody who likes the contracted market, I think this is a good sign for you. A softening, a little softening in the market might actually be a good thing for you because that means that, that, that shippers will, will be a little more, there'll be a little more even ground or middle ground there for, for folks to match up on, on the contract to side. Um, but Jim, I'm interested to hear your perspective on that. You've been afraid for 15 years. Um, you know, what, what are, what were some of the challenges that you that you saw, you know, between that shipper to broker, shipper to carrier dynamic between, you know, those bids and, you know, we're, we're contracting or are we rejecting as a spot kind of, how did all those things work together? Yeah, great question again. Um, it would be more so just the visibility to the marketplace, what is going to happen, not, no two markets are created the same. So which areas should we focus on here this year? Where are we going to put our, all of our eggs in one basket, maybe, or should we under, take a deeper dive into the entire network? Uh, and that's always the biggest challenge is to decide, make those decisions on a uh, when those opportunities come up.